Fuck so, you, sons of bitches. <laughs> no one's going to see this shit. Punt down $5 for a goddamn matinee, you piece of shit. <laughs> I turned your mic down and not... <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Mm. Um, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined yet again by Matt Smith. I'm cramming an Oreo into my mouth as I'm like, waiting on the intro. I don't so want to... Here's the thing, kids. <laughs> it's 420. <laughs> and that's why... They're meant- Mint Oreos. Mint Oreos. Yeah, that's definitely hot food right there. <laughs> Nobody in their right goddamn I mind goes, you know what? I, I know this I know this Oreo's been a cookie for fucking fifty eight years, but I think I know better. Let's go mint. <laughs> There's yeah. a reason it's still around. You don't need other Yeah. And they're getting fucking insane. Now they're giving okay. you like watermelon ones. They're giving you like I mean, I don't know yeah. what the fuck they are. There's a cinnamon bun one out, but I've not had. There's, I mean, honest to God, now okay, all right. You sound a like you red velvet one out that I have had, and it is fucking good. That was my next question to you: is this sounds like a thing that you have you've perused? So that's that's the killer right I, now. I, I like Oreos <laughs> as my like, cookie brand. I like that about you, man, because you're not you're not you're not stereotypical. You don't look at one side, and go, that's it, that's the only Oreo that I know. You're willing to well, kind no, of no, just no. let it go out and. I know. want to peruse the Oreo greater universe. The 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 has the hashtag all connected Oreoverse. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Did you die over there? <laughs> Maybe a little. That's that's gross in the best way. My um, connection sounds a little shitty. Is am I coming through? Okay? Nah, you're fine. You're fine. I may have backed away from okay. the mic. I don't know what's going on today. Uh, so okay. yes, I. <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm telling you. Um, so. Oh, this week we've got movies, as we do every week. <laughs> by hell, we got. We have a whole shitload of movies. Oh. I uh, am largely done with the semester, so like I went and saw a fucking. Yeah, I noticed you were so, just like on number seven this week, and I'm just like, what the fuck? He must be done. <laughs> I looked over, and I'm just like, how the fuck? Like I barely have time to do what we got to do for the fucking show, and I'm over here. You're over here doubling that shit. And I'm like, well, I look like a piece of garbage. So well, we'll talk about that. You're, you're, I'm garbage. You're great. Get that in your head. I've already got it there. No, <laughs> um, it's done. Gotten. <laughs> Boy, the box office looks fucking uh, weird. <laughs> How's that for a segue? That'll work. Let's tell them what we're uh, watching. That's, that's where I was kind of angling to. Yeah, let's go there. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the the Jungle Book, the new live action John Favre's. Uh, you know, joint. Then we're going to talk about, um, I've already forgotten the name of the bloody movie. That's how good it was. Barbershop 2. <laughs> it's not Barbershop 2. Well, like Barbershop 3. I'm sorry. The the final cut. or No, wait. That's, was that? Um, next cut. Next cut. There you go. Final cut. Some sort of horror thing, I'm sure. 
Uh, and we're going to wrap it up with uh, Criminal. One that I think we're going to have, I think all these conversations are going to be interesting. So I, can, uh-huh. I think I have a little something to say about all of them. So, uh, so those will be what we're reviewing. And, uh, you know, on to the show as per usual. Matt, you've got a plethora. What have you been watching? Yeah, let's knock this out. So, uh, me being an idiot, uh, <laughs> I decided to go back a week in, uh, or a couple of weeks and release land here. And uh, I sat down to a little film uh, with Mike Epps in it called Meet the Blacks. Good Lord. And, uh, and so, uh, for those of you who don't know what this is, basically it is a parody of The Purge. Um, not really a spoof in like a goofy way, although it plays out sort of like that. Is it kind of like, um, I mean, as far as like structure wise, I guess, is it the same like, um, yeah. So what happens is this guy steals a bunch of money from this, uh, drug dealer in Chicago. Uh, after he goes to jail, he takes the money that's around his house and moves his family, the blacks, um, to Beverly Hills in a gated community. And, uh, on purge night, of course, everybody comes for the blacks for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Some of them are uh, repo men to get their car. Um, okay. Some of them as, are... As horrible of a racist thing as that is, that's a little funny. That's horrible. Uh, well, it, it in, would in, all be funny in, in, con- if, in that uh, like horrid con- comedy concept. Oh, yeah, well, there. look, there is something here that could work as social commentary comedy, right? Mm-hmm. But this movie is such a goddamn abysmal fucking mess. <laughs> so I shouldn't go see it, you're saying. That is, uh, this movie, I wish, I, we were talking before the show, I told you I almost got bored enough to go see God's Not Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And after walking out of this movie, I wish that that's what I had done. Wow. Because I probably would, in fact, if I had watched that movie after this, I'm pretty sure I might have told people that it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, man, what a better um, Watch out. So this this movie is just, it's fucking awful. Mm. Uh, there are some cameos in it, right? Uh, that Who gives a shit? There, whatever. It's terrible. Uh, it looks like shit. There's almost no structure to it whatsoever as far as like a coherent storyline. Um. They say uh, purge in almost every fucking line of dialogue toward the end of this movie. Oh, uh, it's one of like, those. Like, I can't. Oh, man, you'll come near me on purge night. You're going to get purged. I'm, why are they trying to purge me? All this shit. It's like, why are you saying purge so much? Why? <laughs> oh, I get it. Because it's purge night. Oh, and you, uh, okay. Uh,. I don't know. I don't know how this movie got a fucking release. At least it didn't get, sh- at least it get, didn't get like Shakespearean. It's like, yeah, well, no, no, but cause I don't know. Just well, it, it's just things. like, I, I really don't understand how this got a green light to come out. Uh, uh, somebody who, uh, a former student of mine was telling me on Twitter that uh, she was in a test screening of this movie last year. Oh, dear Lord. And, and it performed so terribly that she's surprised that it ever got a release. Well, that's even, well, think about that even. <clears throat> yep. What you saw was the improved version. Right. Well, that's what I was talking to her. I was like, what in the f- fuck? You mean there's a worse version of this movie out here? Like, this looks like somebody's first pass at editing together something that could be possibly, with a little more polish, almost as good as White Girls 2. 
high accolades. <laughs> but but instead looks like the first pass of like a college uh, filmmaker mm. learning how to shoot and edit a movie together for the first time, but trying to do something uh, that's funny and social parody and a feature length film. Tough to do all three, all three or four of those. However many. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't recognize the director's name. I'm sure he's done some stuff. Um, well, his work for hired jamokes that goes around just kind of eh, whatever. Uh, he looks like he directed some episodes of Up All Night, which was an all right sitcom, and then a bunch of shit that I've never heard of in my life. Some shorts, TV series. What the fuck? Looks like some kind of horror movie with Rutger Hauer. Yeah, he's anyway. Like a, he sounds just like a hire, man. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't know what it is, but this movie is fucking awful. Uh, don't see it. Don't wish it upon your worst enemy. Like I would not, I would not send a screener of this to Donald Trump. Wow! And not because he's racist, but because like I don't hate him that much. Son of a bitch! I mean, you kind of almost make me want to watch this now, you <laughs> asshole. I'm like, God, those are it's great statements. Psychology. I'm. I secretly oh. like this is a Ponzi scheme. I'm invested in this movie. Yeah, exactly. uh, and so he's I needed to recoup the cost. Look, you sons of bitches, no one's going to see this shit. Punk down $5 for a goddamn matinee, you piece of shit. Uh, Anyways, that's Meet the Blacks. Fuck that movie. Um, uh, The other other thing that I saw in theaters uh, kind of that wasn't that great is uh, this very small, it's on demand right now, uh, but also it came out in some limited release. And here in Atlanta, that sometimes happens at our theaters. We just get like random shit that they're dumping on demand, basically. Um, So it's this movie called 13 Cameras. Uh, It was retitled from uh, its original title, which was like Slumlord. Uh, Basically, it's about these newlyweds that move into a house. Um, Their landlord is really creepy. Uh, and smells bad, and uh, that is commented upon. First reason to get away from me when I'm like, I'm like, what's this landlord smell like? I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and and so they uh, move in, and it turns out that uh, this guy is uh, has installed all of these uh, security cameras all over the place, like really small cameras that they can't see, um, and is watching them and jerking off and fantasizing about women and whatever the fuck else. As one uh, would do if you were a weirdo. And, and then uh, also decides to start, like, uh, kidnapping people and stashing them in the house down this, like, basement area that he tells them is a is a owner's closet in the rental property. Um, and uh, it's not very good. <laughs> um, like, it's basically gets by on you're able to out of that situation, at least get a little bit of suspense. Right. Uh, and, um, a couple of people have, uh, pretty good roles, uh, like, or, or they act well in it. And it's both of the lead females. They're like amazing. Uh, Brienne Moncrief as the lead Claire. Um, and then, uh, Sarah Baldwin as Hannah, who's like this girl that, uh, Claire's husband, uh, is cheating on uh, her with, and who ends up being the person that's kidnapped and kept in the basement. Um, there's not any new tricks. It's not really that great. Uh, you know, have at it if you want to, but I wouldn't recommend it. Hmm. One thing I will recommend, and this is uh, the final thing that I'll talk about um, 
before we we dive into it uh is i i sat down to karen kusama's uh new film the invitation so uh karen kusama is of course uh known for <clears throat> probably notoriously the uh studio meddling in her uh aeon flux adaptation and basically uh turning that movie into a giant pile of shit um most well known for girl fight i think mm-hmm. probably yeah. uh with michelle rodriguez um Jennifer's Body, she did. Uh, this is her first uh, film in a few years. Um, since then, she's kind of been doing some work for hire on TV, which tends to be what happens uh, to major uh, <laughs> women filmmakers, it seems, as TV uh, adopts them because the industry won't necessarily give them work. Um, so The Invitation is uh, a very, very small uh, independent film um, where... Uh, this couple, uh, the main guy, um, Will played by Logan Marshall Green, who people may know from, uh, like Prometheus and a few other projects. Um, he and his uh, new girlfriend and uh, a bunch of older friends of his all show up to this, uh, dinner party thrown by his ex-girlfriend and her new, um, I think boyfriend. I can't quite remember if they're married. I don't think they are. Um, and it becomes increasingly clear that something is up with this dinner party. Um, a lot of weird shit going on. I don't want to like give anything That's away. Why I'm always afraid part. of dinner parties. You never know what kind of shenanigans are people are up to. Yeah. Well, it turns out that things are not what they seem. Uh, of course, um, uh, the movie eventually goes off uh, into far off, deep end, uh, holy shit territory. Uh, I will say it's a pretty effective thriller. But my only problem with all of these types of small movies uh, where, like, people are hanging out with old friends at dinner parties is, like, I never give a shit about their, uh, like, friendships, right? Like, the reasons they haven't talked in a long while or all – like, I just never – I can't find that shit interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, a, a little nag that I have about small movies that take place at a specific, like – two or three hour interval and it's all just a bunch of people talking um well we don't have any more real plot (laughs) well i mean the plot's there and when it starts to ramp up and and it does utilize this uh this setup very well but like the the flaw is just like it's it's i don't i don't get invested in just that dialogue right like uh probably one of the closest things i could compare this movie to uh, at least as far as going from a very simple setup to some kind of holy shit uh, thing is um, your next, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, it like has a benefit of, uh, of that dinner portion not being the majority of the film. True. Right? Uh, and here it just, like, I wish that it got to some more shit a little sooner. Uh, it's got a really great creepy turn, uh, by, uh, everybody's favorite ageless bald wonder, uh, John Carroll Lynch. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's very good. I don't want to sell the, sell the movie short. I just had a little hang up about, uh, just the setting and some of the pacing, but, uh, I really did like it and it, it pays off. The ending pays off, which is a pretty rare thing in these types of, uh, horror movie thriller kind of things. So this one gets a high recommendation. Uh, it's worth checking out. It's available on demand now. I don't think it's released theatrically anywhere, uh, at least not 
anywhere close to a wide release. Um, and, and so the invitation, check it out. You Which have been invited. Oh, they were invited. What am I doing? Writing copy for the people? Madison Avenue. Get on the phone. Indeed. Um, so I, I don't have a ton this week. Uh, we, we talked about it on HMP uh, this past episode. We reviewed um, Justice League versus Teen Titans. There's always so many different teams and <laughs> combinations in those kind of movies and stuff. It's Batman and Son and Batman and Robin. And Robin fights Batman. And it's just like there's too many fucking names. Uh, but we reviewed that. Uh, it's fair. It's just like it's another DCU animated delivery, you know, mechanism to your face. That's kind of, kind of keeping canon with what they're doing as far as the animated kind of stuff goes. But at the end of the day, it's like you're reading it it's like a like a filler issue in a comic. Yeah. It's like okay, you clearly just needed something to kind of you know cleanse our palate here until we get into the next story, and that's what this feels like. So. Yeah. Um, I. I I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going to check that out. But um, the only other uh, thing of note, and I I only watched one of it, not because, you know, whatever, but uh, I watched the first episode of the new season of uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh Um, Loved first season. And this season seems to already dial stuff up to 11 so fast. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm like, I'm I'm already digging it off the top. So I, I stopped. I watched the first episode. I'm going to watch the others probably this weekend. I, I've got a friend coming over, and we're going to kind of watch some stuff and hang out and whatever. Um, so, but that's, that's what I'm going to do this weekend because, man, oh, man, that was... Uh, I, I like the first scene a whole lot, and this one seems even wackier, and I think I like that kind of... Uh, yeah, from what I understand, it, it goes up and stays up. Gosh, oh my, because there's there's so much going on in that first episode. You're just like, oh, wow, this is like constant nuts. So, mm-hmm. but uh, very good. I'm, I'm excited to hear that then. Uh, other than that, um, nothing really. Been uh, been busy. Right on. But uh, all right, so let's well, get let's, into it because Lord knows we got enough stuff to fucking talk about, as we always do on this show. Uh, but here is the uh, trailer for our first new release review of the week, The Jungle Book. Are you alone out here? What are you doing so deep in the jungle? Don't you know what you are? I know what you are. I know where you came from. I don't know. Something happened. You still there? Uh, YouTube took a dump. I'm, I mean, yeah, it sounds like All it. of a sudden it just goes, <laughs> error occurred, try again later. Well, thanks for knocking it out of the park. That's the trailer. You heard it there. Good grief. Uh, well, uh, I think everybody <laughs> knows what the fuck the Jungle Book is. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Go I, watch the fucking trailer. I'm still reading the, the logline because I've got to have a hard time reading. Yeah. A man cub Mowgli flees the jungle after a threat from the tiger Shere Khan. Guided by Bagheera, the panther, and the bear Baloo, Mogwai. Mag- 
Mogwai. <laughs> Mogwai. That's his name from now on. Embarks on a journey of self-discovery, though he also meets creatures who do not have his best interests at heart. That's a little sloppy on that last sentence. Other than that, IMDb, not horribly shabby. Um, yeah. Starring Bill Murray, Ben Kingsley, Idris Elba, Peter Luongo, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, you know Christopher Walken. You, uh, oh, I didn't even go. Gary Shandling was in this. How about that? Don't skip Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, there we go, Giancarlo Esposito, and uh, entering uh, uh, Neil Sati. Yeah, maybe close enough. I'm yeah, that's sure. pretty good. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, so they did this last time. Uh, Disney taking one of their beloved, long, long beloved. Uh, animated movies and turning it into a live action thing. Most people said, "Why would you do that? We don't really do. We need Cinderella in live action." People saw it, and uh, now I've yet to see it, but I I hear nothing but good things about that movie. About which one? The Cinderella remake that Kenneth Branagh did. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, I hear good things about that. So, and this is kind of well, another. I think uh, most of their stuff in this vein has been solid. Like I, I enjoyed Maleficent quite a bit. See, I still hadn't seen that one. I don't know why. It's just they're not. For some reason, they don't really speak out to me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, in any case, so uh, what'd you think of this one? This was okay. Uh, with this one, so this is John Favreau's stuff, and I mean, as much as I like Favreau, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know that he made that much of a difference in this movie. But oh no, not at all. No. Because it's you know it's a it's an, it's a giant effects work uh, with this entire well, thing. Well, here here's my idea about why he was uh, hired to bring this in, right? Okay. Uh, he is known as a director who brings a fucking big budget movie in on time. Yep, workhorse on time under budget. That's every that's time, right? And he's and he's had that reputation ever since Elf, right? So it was like Elf. And then, like, Zathura were kind of these mid-budget, big movies. And then ever since Iron Man, Iron Man 2, like, Cowboys and Aliens, a bit of a misstep. Happens to the best of us. But, right, like, uh, I also kind of think that this may have something to do, like, him getting this movie, um, based on, uh, like, him not being able to direct Iron Man 3. Okay. I I think like Disney may have been like, look, but do you we're going to take you off of Iron Man. This comes from John Favreau's heart, though. I don't know. No, 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 no. I mean, I think he likes it, right? Okay. I, I like. I feel like the movie has a bounce to it that if the director did not like the material point. or Good care point. about it, it would not be the way that it is. And so I feel like Favreau's in there in that way, right? Like he's somebody who clearly likes the Jungle Book, the Disney film. And uh, is able to kind of imbue some of that spirit. So I'm not saying, like, it, it's this an auteur presence, right? Yeah. But neither was Iron Man or Iron Man 2. Fair enough. Right? It's not like he's gone out and made fucking swingers or some shit. Right? Not uh, this is, <laughs> I have. I am able to take a master, uh, a, a big old uh, giant fucking effects movie uh-huh. and bring it in and budget and make it good. And and right? it's and it looks like again another thing that where uh you know people are digging it, you know. Yeah. I really liked it. Uh I was unsure of like how I uh was like feeling about it before. Like I liked the trailers. I thought they looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um 
but I, I walked out and like, there's something about it that's actually really charming. There are some really smart creative choices, I think. Uh, like Bill Murray as Baloo, I think, is kind of an inspired choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even more than that, fucking Christopher Walken. <laughs> I loved Christopher Walken's performance. Hey, man. I'm uh, ape. But, right, yeah, but there's something to it. Like, he understands that character, right? Like... <laughs> Like I got that out of it, as well. <laughs> but but it's like uh, it's a slightly less stilted walkany delivery, right? Um, he's playing a character here yeah. uh, and doing a pretty good job of it. And I I love the like update of the music. Yeah, I I, I thought that song uh, like you know I want to be like you was so fucking good. Yeah, that's catchy. That um, was a good one. I mean, like, it's not just that song, but this version of it, uh, it doesn't try to go back and just redo the Louis Prima version. Right. right? Well, I mean, which, come on. You couldn't do, right? That song is so amazing in that form that you have to do something different. And so what they do with both of the two songs that make it into the film here is they update them to, like, a New Orleans jazz style. Yeah. Right? Um, Which also can fit Walken's kind of staccato-y sort of... Yeah, exactly. And one thing that he does that's really like is when he's singing that I want to be like you ooh ooh part, right? <laughs> like there's a little bit of like apiness to it, right? Like like the ooh ooh, ooh. and he, and it's there. I like, want to be like you ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> uh, it's accent. just I don't know. I think it's really fucking inspired, man. And uh I I, I thought his performance uh just on a voice acting level was just like holy shit, man. Uh, uh, and people, I feel like, uh, always forget. Like, we always know, but it's kind of, like, tucked away in the back of our reptile brain that Christopher Walken was, like, a song and dance guy for a long time. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I, I just fucking you, liked children. it. I thought the movie was good. The 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 CGI is, Killer. holy shit, amazing. Yeah. Um, like, like photorealistic They're like, they're like this was just mostly a small child that was walking on green things. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's insane. Now, I'll say this: like uh, to me, King Louis on is the best is the best thing in it uh, because I don't know the first half. I was pretty bored. I mean, it was pretty looking. It's like there's a little bit of like, oh, this ah, man, this movie's really gorgeous. Man, the CGI on these animals is flipping unbelievable. And then it just kind of then it quickly just got into a drawl of just meh, meh, meh. It just felt like it, it felt like going through the motions. And then when, you know, the King Louis stuff came happened, it was just like, oh, OK, well, it seems I don't know. Something happened. It seemed to lighten up a little bit. Well, it, it plays like that in the cartoon as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the story is what the story is. Um, I think one thing that you may have, uh, may have like, uh, been part of your negative experience of that middle stretch is uh, right before that, there's like a really amazing uh, chase scene mm-hmm. that's actually really exciting involving uh, the, the like buffalo. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that stampede is like I I felt so masterfully staged that there is a bit of a lull be, behind that. But part of that just exists in the original, right? It's when Mowgli meets Baloo. Yeah. The film becomes a little more slower paced because that's Baloo's character, right? Sure. Um, I don't know. It didn't it didn't bother me. 
Uh, Man, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen the original in so bloody long that, I mean, you know, like I've got, you got the memories that you have when you were a kid seeing it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like they're fairly vivid, but not detailed. Right. Well, I I also need to say this is uh, also much better than the Stephen Summers uh, Jungle Book. And wait a minute. What? That was Disney's previous live action oh, version of of the yeah. Jungle Book back in 1994, starring Jason Scott Lee. That's what I was like. I kept thinking that while watching this, and I was just like, because I could not think of Jason Scott Lee's name at the time, and yeah. I'm just like, what's that motherfucker that was in this thing? He was good. He was in like I liked him, and yep. it was just like I could not think of it at the time, and I was just like, oh shit, dude, that would have been. <laughs> Or like we like like fade away from him at the uh, like the little kid. well the guy's probably like forty five now so probably I was thinking of like well maybe we'll go and transition on to him it's like well no he's really old at this point so maybe yeah, another he's, guy like he's him. definitely not ripped like he's in Dragon <laughs> the Bruce Lee story at this point what Can't we're talking all the way stage? back in ninety four here yeah, that's a long fucking time so <laughs> yeah all right so but maybe maybe not the guy but a guy like, like better him. movie than that. <laughs> No, you're, you're, well, you're not wrong there. I'll tell you that much. All right, so uh, that's two. I'd say that's two recommendations. I don't love, love, love it, but I recommend you see it and like you know, kids will dig it, man. Yeah, I I loved it, man. I thought it was great. All right, let's get in. I want to see it in 3D, by the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, people who have seen it in 3D say that it's well worth it. Oh well, yeah. I mean, they they like made a big point of it in the advertising thing with uh-huh. the. You know, but, arms but, it, out but like people are actually stuff. really like it's well received in 3D, uh, which God, which is playing it. Bitch, so I might Why does everyone do this to me? I've already done something, and then they're like, "Hey, go do that thing again." It's just like, ah, oh, I thought I was over that thing. Now I feel like I need to go do the thing again. I'm like, son of a bitch, I thought we were over this hump. <laughs> so I've seen but, four movies a week as a bitch. <laughs> You didn't have to start a second uh, podcast where you were talking about hey, spandex. Hey, whatever. I don't care. You know, at this, <laughs> at this point, man, it's the only thing that's keeping me alive. All right. So let's get on to a trailer numero dos. Here's the trailer for Barbershop 3, The Next Cut. This is the town I love, a neighborhood of family and friends. You know how we do Southside Chicago, baby. baby. And right here at the heart of it all is where everyone comes together. The Barbershop. What's up, homie black folks? Okay, you know what it is? Uh Uh-huh. I think because I left the screen open for like, I mean, like, I it guess I didn't buffering. Well, I guess I marked the page last night when I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to get ready for the show. I'm going to, uh, you know, mark the thing and everything. And I guess it just kind of we're like, well, we're finished loading. So you, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> you can fucking deal with it. All right. Uh, let's take two. All right. All right. Hold on. Son of a bitch. This is the town I love, a neighborhood of family and friends. You know how we do Southside Chicago, baby. And right here at the heart of it all is where everyone comes together. The Barbershop. What's up, homie black folks? Uh, 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 uh. Who wants some gangster grub? That who's hopping on fleek last time. Did she just say fleek? There's a whole dictionary full of words. There's library down the street. You won't see fleek in there nowhere. (laughs) He funny. He make me laugh. 
happened in the barbershop cabin? We should come here to get away from women. Me and Angie, we was both struggling to keep our shops afloat, so we had to work together. Saved us both. I can't believe y'all put all that money on your heads and then don't be having the money for your rent. With this hair and this booty, damn. It's like walking around with a black Amex. And I never get denied. Why y'all always got to take it there? <laughs> Streets is crazy right now. I damn near got robbed the other day. I got robbed twice and got my ass beat by the second robber for giving all my money to the first. Uh-uh. She wasn't playing. <laughs> this neighborhood was always rough. <laughs> but there's something different going on. Hey, shoot out there. I don't want to tie a virgin. Get your old ass down, man. I ain't getting down there. Take me too long to get back up. Meanwhile, we got to raise Jalen in this mess. You don't understand how dangerous it is out there. Y'all need anything? Y'all straight? We got to take our streets back. We put our minds together. We going to get some solutions. I got so much love for everybody in this neighborhood. Turn that up! Yeah, yeah this going to be some of my best work. I bet he won't be talking back to his mama no more. <laughs> Give me George Jefferson. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, that was a trailer for Barbershop, The Next Cut, uh, directed by uh, Malcolm D. Lee. Uh, it uh, reads as follows. At, as their surrounding community has taken a turn for the worse, the, the crew at Calvin's Barbershop come together to bring some much-needed change to their neighborhood. Starring Ice Cube, Regina Hall, Anthony Anderson, uh, Eve, we got Cedric the Entertainer. There is 8 billion people in this. J.B. Spook, Common is in it, Nicki Minaj is in it, Laura Spars. I mean, there's, there's so many people. There's 8 this billion is, people. This is uh, like the equivalent of... Um, like oh like gosh. person of color Avengers. It's <laughs> just like every fucking person comes together to this super team. We form a Voltron called Baba Shop. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like I, I'm really surprised that uh, Queen Latifah didn't make an appearance. Yeah, uh, considering she, uh, she was in Beauty Shop, which was not a direct sequel or like even really related, but uh, kind of, you know. Uh, was produced in the wave of popularity that was Barbershops one and two. <laughs> um, so it would have been just like a callback to that movie and also another reason to have Queen Latifah show up. Um, yeah, everybody's in here. It's huge. Um, we said, it, we talked a little bit about it last week. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen any of the barbershop movies. Did you go back and watch them? I didn't have time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, like you don't need to. No, you don't need to. I mean, there's the, the, so for those of you out there who are barbershop virgins as I was uh, prior to last Friday, um, you can watch it if you want to. You're not going to be lost. It's pretty simple what's going on. In fact, they're going to reiterate the plot to you every fucking five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's the thing. This movie is not egregiously bad. No, but it sure as shit ain't good either. Well, it's a. I think you have to think of it in two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not the audience for this. True. You're not the audience. No, I was this, about to. I was. Right? I was about half a second away, going. I. I too. Not. Not the audience for this. Uh, and and there's a reason, right? Yeah. Like there is so much going on in this film that is, I feel like, almost impenetrable to white audience members. It doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it, right? Like, there are parts of this movie, I think, that are really funny and really smart social commentary. 
but stylistically, right? They're uh, they're playing on different tropes than like this is not this is not white person world, right? right? right. This is what uh, a black film looks like, and I'm down with it, right? But there's a reason that I have a reaction that I have to it, which is that there's something about it that I can't quite wrap my head around. Of, because it's just not necessarily your deal. Well, I, I think it's like I'm. I think part of it's just like we're we're not exposed to enough of this sort of thing yeah, yeah. to to fully comprehend complexity of it. Well, yeah. Right? So I mean, you see certain so that characters it comes and... off as like sort of uh, uh, small and uh, simple is not the right word, but like not as complex as it actually probably is, right? Um, and and there's something about uh, Malcolm D. Lee in particular as a filmmaker that I find like really interesting in this way, right? Like here's a guy who is known as uh, his biggest hits, right? Were like the best man. And then a decade later, best man holiday. Yeah. Those were, those were, those were big movies. Um, but who also like uh, kind of has played around in other stuff, right? So undercover brother, he directed mm-hmm. uh, scary movie five. He directed, uh, Soul Men, he directed, right? Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that's the one where, uh, uh, what's his, uh, uh, oh, God. They're it's both Sam dead. Jackson and Bernie Mac, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so this. Uh, Could not and, think of and, Bernie Mac's name to save my goddamn life. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm like, what's his name with the perfect hair? Right. <laughs> well, and, and so he's, so Malcolm D. Lee is Spike Lee's cousin, right? Oh, is that right? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, he, uh, let's see, he did not go to, um, NYU, but he went to some other big school. Delaware community college. (laughs) I think, no, I think it was like Georgetown or some shit like that. Okay. Anyway, it's probably in his, like, I could look it up in his bio, but it was something like Georgetown, right? So, uh, he went to school, he comes out, he starts making movies, uh, in the late nineties. And there's something about all of his films that to me, it's just like, there's something there that I, I'm not getting because I'm not black. Okay. Right. Uh, I don't begrudge anything for it. Uh, but I, I enjoy, like the thing is like, I really enjoy Malcolm Lee's movies. I think uh, best man holiday was fun. I saw it. It was all right. Right. Uh, undercover brother, I think is pretty funny. It's not a good movie, but you know, <laughs> that's a good way. It, that's fine. Um, but like here he's taking on a franchise movie, uh, oddly fucking enough, a franchise of barbershop films. <laughs> when, uh, when on God's green earth has anyone ever thought that that would be a thing? Well, you know what we're going to have? Barbershop franchise movies. I'm going to talk shit because uh, white people gave us two fucking Paul Blart movies. That's a good point. White people, and, we got to g- sit through. Uh, I would sit through all three barbershop movies any fucking day of the oh, week rather gosh. than a new, another Blart flick. Absolutely. Uh, I think twice over. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, like, uh, I'm just saying, like, we get a lot of shit and nobody talks shit about it. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, we're responsible for that shit. No, no, it's true. It's true. We, we like, God like, damn it, I, we should own up to that I, shit. I, people go, like, aren't you people fucking ashamed of Tyler Perry? We should be like, uh, yeah, we're ashamed of whoever fucking directed this piece of garbage. Yeah, if you looked at most of the shit that Happy Madison has made uh, since 1997. Jesus, those assholes. Right? Uh, like, like, look, man, I ain't apologizing for that shit. 
Yeah, so I don't expect people to apologize for anything else. That's you know? true. They're, and here's the thing. And here's the weird part. They wouldn't be there if stupid white people didn't love them either. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's true. There it is. But but here's the other thing. I think I think that all of these movies, the the barbershop films, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Story directed the first one. I forget who directed the second I one. I thought he did both. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't think he did the second one because no. he moved on to um, that like that's episode? what got him Fantastic Four, and then the next one after that, he did the second Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, like these movies, I think are they're definitely for a target audience. I think they work really well. I do think there's really funny shit in it. Uh, I was laughing during a fair chunk of the movie. There's some there's some funny stuff. Well, there's it it plays off of character chemistry a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like reactions to things that people are saying more so than the actual thing that's being said. Yeah. Right? I, I feel like that's where a lot of the comedy comes from, especially in this movie. Uh, like, like this barbershop. Um I don't know. I think it works. I didn't dislike it. I would watch it again. Uh, I'm going to say, go and see it. If you liked the barbershop movies, I enjoy them personally. They're fine. Uh, Little diversions for me. This one works too. Also, notable, and I think you'll agree, Adam, Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ice Cube doesn't look like he sniffs a fart throughout most of this movie. There's a couple of points there where he's couple, not. But but it's not his main style, his default style I, in this one. I I I I'm going to I'm going to say no, I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say there's ton of it in there cuz I was um <laughs> it's all in there. I've listen. Look, I, I know it's in there. I this, I know. Here's Does he smell stinky farts as much as he does I, in I, Ride Along 2? Maybe maybe about 10% less, but not by much. Uh, because there are points because I found it jarring. Another hypothesis. I was visually jarred when the wrinkles went away, when he had almost half a smile on his face. My my body just went, "What's going on here? Something's different." Hypothesis. Go ahead. Perhaps it's not that his acting is that different. (laughs) Perhaps there is so much time in this movie spent not looking at him. That you notice it less. Maybe. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> this... It's... Okay. The, all right. The only person who can, like... Uh, that's, like, a, kind of I mean, the... I like Ice Cube. I'm not talking shit, but I, but you've said it before, and I agree. <laughs> he does always look like he's been a... Like, just sniffed a fart. Somebody just crop-dusted right in front of the lens before action was called, and he's like, son of a bitch, who the fuck did this shit to me? <laughs> God, you know, you're you're supposed to be happy. It's your daughter's first birthday. That, that fucking motherfucker. That should be a fucking SNL sketch. <laughs> where, yes. where like Ice Cube's method acting for like, well, I gotta be upset in this scene. He has to have somebody come right up to him and fart <laughs> so that he can get that look, that big grimace. <laughs> Because otherwise, he's just a really nice, happy dude. This sketch has to it has to fade down and then fade back up. It's Oscar night, <laughs> and he's accepting his award uh-huh. for best actor. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Do Hollywood, that. make this happen, please. Shit, I need we, to. We could do it. Yeah. Here's anyway. the thing, man. So the, I, what I don't like just about this observation I had, I felt like. 
Well, maybe maybe he was still smelling farts, but they weren't as stinky. Maybe. Now I'm not gonna give this. I'm not. I'm not gonna give this quite the recommendation that you would. I would say even if you probably like this stuff. Now, granted, ain't seen the other ones. Stylistically, they're probably fairly close. But I'll talk about the one that I've seen. Yeah. This thing is shot fucking awful. It is yeah, nasty it's, it's looking. A, it's Kevin Smith style, right? Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing. Here's, but he's not even doing. Du- he's not even doing double shots. He's doing single shots yeah. of DeAndre Cole, just like just mean mugging into the camera doing his stuff, which I, I think is funny enough, mind you. I mean, it's not that it's bad, but it looks like fucking shit. It, there is a lot of this movie that looks like absolute shit, and it's just like fuck. You should know better than this by now. Um, and what I really don't like is like every time we get into like a a. a a, uh, a like a, a serious argument and stuff. We get the fucking full house music, man. That little slow <laughs> piano where Joey, you know, tells well, Stephanie a lesson and shit. This is coming from a place stylistically that is far removed from like our shit, right? This is the thing uh, that I I will say in you relation know, to that I, no. that kind of like high drama from this absurdist comedy thing. That's something that Tyler Perry also does. Yeah, where that comes that from, all over the map kind of stuff. But where that comes from is like. Uh, African-American theater production, right? Like, it's it's a style. And so I, I don't begrudge the movie for doing that. Yeah, I, I know what it's doing. I don't like it yeah. out of my own personal preference, but I understand what it's doing. Uh, it's it's a different style, right? When I That's what I was talking about, like, no, no, okay. I if, no, if I, there I get were, that. I didn't think I didn't think about it that way, but it's like there were 50 other white uh, black comedies made in this style every year and we saw them all true. the time. It would be just like, well, this is what a oh, that's the thing that happens. Fucking ensemble comedy, is, yeah, right, yeah. But, but because we just get like, you know, here's a fucking movie with Kevin James or David Spade gets a direct-to-video fucking sequel to Joe Dirt for some goddamn reason. Uh, we don't get that. We get the same awful type shit that we hate, but like it makes less sense actually. <laughs> yeah. But, but but I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah, it is just, like overly dramatic. Wow. That's at certain points. And there's something some characters do that's just like there was an easy way out of this. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. there's things that are just like, oh, you just do what you would normally do in any over in any real life situation. You wouldn't overthink that fucking much. But this is not reality. No, right? that, like, no, that's like not that's definitely not- true. It's not playing in reality. It's playing in like like this is social metaphor commentary shit, right? The barbershop is community. That's yeah. like you have to think of it like that. I I yeah, I know. It's uh, it's it's difficult to do. I'll t- I'll say. I mean, whatever. But it's. I mean, I just wish it was almost one more one one thing or the other because I kind of like I like the idea of the you know neighborhood meetings getting everybody together peace and stuff like that but i want to see that in a movie now granted uh, not with the over the topness but with the gritties in the style of like you know coffee or something right mm-hmm. but i you know it's just give me all of that shit or give me hey we're funning at the at the um at the barbershop here having fun maybe you do raise some money save a rec center or something but it's not as dire you know what i mean Give me yeah. one or the other. That's going to get me a little bit more of the one or a little bit more of the other. The playing back in both fields, I mean, not my thing. I'll say that. Fair enough. So, But, but like, rec centers are not, like, an issue that's... I know. I'm just, I'm just giving... I, that's the first thing that came to my fucking mind. I don't know because, you know, um, 
Uh, I mean, there's a reason that it's gang violence. Dancing, right? uh, what's it called? Electric Boogaloo. I mean, that was about. They're all about save the rec center. That's how I was thinking. This movie is. It's like we gotta <laughs> say we gotta you know raise money to save the rec center. That's how all these movies work. They go and they beatbox and they da- uh, break dance and some and I there you go. You gotta fucking Bob, save the orphans. Bob's your uncle. Fucking orphans are saved. Together. Nobody's crying anymore. It's good. Yeah, you gotta fucking call Donald Duck done. Get the fucking band back together. Break your brother out of jail. And then who Stay knows what's happening? Illinois Nazis. You open up the, you keep the orphanage open. Everybody's good to go. John Candy doesn't arrest you at the end. Whatever. You do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm just saying every movie should have the plot of the Blues Brothers. It should. It should. Every, I mean, if, I mean it's just kind of like, they, what do they, they say? There are only three stories ever told. Love, tragedy, and Blues Brothers. God damn yeah. it, that was on the fly. That's pretty good, Portraits. I'm proud of myself there. That's good. Love, tragedy, and Blues Brothers. I'm down. <laughs> I right. think that is the template for every movie. Well, uh, so this might be a trilogy in our thing or the uh, whatever um, because of feelings. I don't know. I don't know what Matt thinks about this movie, but let's listen to the trailer Ooh. for uh, Criminal. Chopper down the EMR cleared for approach. Jericho Stewart. He's in and out of prison more than half his life. He's got no impulse control. He's unable to calculate the consequences of his actions. He has a total lack of empathy for anybody or anything. He feels nothing. You know... You'd think I'd have learned by now. You didn't reload it, did you? You'd think I'd have learned before then, but we talked for like five minutes in between that shit, and the brain did not catch along. Mm-hmm. You know who I am? My head. Your name is Bill Pope. You're an intelligence officer with the CIA. Your daughter's name? Emma. Your wife, Jill, huh? What did you do to me? Hey, hey, look at me. Pay attention. Jan Stroop, Dutch programmer. He needed protection. Remember, you got him to the safe house. Where did you put him? That is all we need to know. I need you to remember. I don't remember nothing.
All right, that was a trailer for Criminal, our last new release review of this week. IMDb plotline in a last-ditch effort to stop a diabolical plot, a dead CIA operative's memories, secrets, and skills are implanted into a death row inmate in hopes that he will complete the uh, operative's mission. Uh, this is directed by uh, Ariel Verome. Sure. Kevin Costner. Uh, uh, Roman. Roman. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, maybe I just I tried to make it fancier than it was. So it's just called, just read the word, man. Kevin mm-hmm. Costner, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, Gary Oldman, Tommy Lee Jones. How do you pronounce this guy's name? Jordy Mignola, maybe? Wait, what? Where are we? The the, the guy, the guy, the, uh, Jordy, Ma, how, do, how do you? Jordy Mola, it looks like. Mola? I don't know. Sure, I don't know. Accents are weird, man. They fuck me up. And I'm just like, well, that's not good. Anyways, um, so, yeah, Ryan Reynolds plays a character. He's like, uh, he's kind of just going around doing some cool spy shit and stuff, which uh, I kind of dug. And, um, Get some self kilt, and uh-huh. he's got some uh, information in his brain and stuff. And uh, they're they've been uh, they've been talking to this one scientist who's been like you know supposedly able to transfer the memories from one brain of a rat to another rat. Goes through a maze that it's never been through before with absolute ease, just like the other rat would do. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, but they've they've never done human trials before, so they go out to uh, get a prisoner and stuff, and say like, "Hey, this is gonna be the guy, but you're not gonna like him." And I I love how stereotypical it's just like this is like he's like a supervillain. <laughs> mm-hmm. He feels no empathy. He feels no pain. He feels no sorrow. He feels no happiness. He is the monster. Yeah. Um, and so they take uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, memories, pl- plop them in his head and stuff. Now both are kind of shuffling around there at the same time, so the you know. Um, Kevin Costner's character is still the criminally guy, uh, but he's got Ryan Reynolds kind of busting through a little bit here and there and even becoming more and more cognizant. So um, this is something I didn't really think about when I went into this really going how much of a fucking science fiction film this is mm-hmm. and how much I really like that, actually, and how, how it's kind of downplayed. I thought that that was uh, one of the more interesting things about this movie. Yeah. Um. I I enjoyed the Ryan Reynolds part. I thought it didn't last long enough. Yeah, he was he was pretty uh, badass. I'm just like, fuck, man, when you see him in a fucking spy movie. Yeah, uh, Kevin Costner, Gal Gadot, Gary Oldman, Tommy, like, there's solid acting. Although, like Tommy Lee Jones, I feel like just showed up. He looks uh, so sleepy. Like his yeah. like there was nothing behind the eyes, man. He was just like Jesus. What time in the He's morning? He's there saying his lines, man. Fuck. Thanks uh, for the paycheck. That's we. That's a that's a boat payment. But I thought everybody showed up other than him to like, you know, work. Uh, there wasn't always a lot for any of them to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, Gal Gadot gets like uh, top billing in this thing. Cause it's, like she doesn't really fucking show up until almost halfway through the thing. Yeah, she's in it for like, um, like 20 minutes if that. Yeah. And then and then after she shows up, she's not in it that much. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the movie, though. I didn't either, but like, there's part of me that respected bits of it. I guess. Oh, oh I think uh, the biggest problem here for me was like it's a lot of nonsense. Yeah. The movie is just a lot of nonsense. It's not even the sci-fi stuff that's nonsense. It's like literally nothing would ever happen like this. <laughs> uh, like, like to play out in the way that it plays out. There's not a single thread of real, uh, like realistic human interaction. Or like, right, like the relationship that develops between uh, Jericho and Jill, Gal Gadot's character and Kevin uh, Costner's character, right? Uh 
is so fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Like, he breaks into her fucking house. <laughs> this is the first time that she meets him. Ties her up to a fucking bed. He is a crazy person at that point, mm-hmm. right? Like, Ryan Reynolds has not bled through enough to stop him from being nuts. So yeah, he's just this searching is, for this bag bonkers of cash. Right here. That's, I love how it, like, has a, like, a, uh, like it's tea steeping. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, yeah. this is getting stronger later. Hold on. We got it. And And it's just like... After that happens, you would never fucking have that guy eat dinner in your house. Yeah, come on. I don't give a fuck if your husband's memories are in him or not. Yeah, no. No, there's 100% correct in that. Uh, There's, I don't know. It's just so fucking outside the realm of plausibility, even for a sci-fi or or, uh, action film for me, that I just could not get into it. Well, here's the thing, too. But at the same time... Now, while I agree with all those statements wholeheartedly, I do. This is a great 80s movie. Uh, I don't know, man. I'd rather see, like, Missing in Action or Maybe. Some... I mean, you got to add a little bit more levity to it, I think. But, I mean, this is, like, just from the kind of, like, you know, one of the more grittier ones. Yeah. Uh, but he's got, it's it's so 80s, that I mean, like, with the memory swap and everything, and the wife still, you know, kind of, oh, my man's inside's there. Um, that's fucked up. But that would happen in an 80s movie. Well, you know what it what it reminds me of is the other movie that these fucking guys are really known for. Do the the guys who wrote it. Oh, I don't know. I don't. These are these are the guys who wrote The Rock. Oh yeah, da da. Very good. Well, good on you. I love The Rock, and you know what? I do too. I could, I could, I can kind of see a little bit of that now. Maybe a touch. But the, this is definitely like. Oh yeah, these guys wrote The Rock because they like shitty '80s action movies, and that and the problem here is like this ain't The Rock. <laughs> it ain't The Rock. <laughs> the Rock right? is fucking amazing. Uh, and and it's not even that it's poorly directed or whatever, right? Like no, it's, it's really not. It's, it's not really a well made film. I just I could not fucking get into it, man. Beyond the first like thirty minutes, just as the story developed, I was like, no, this wouldn't fucking happen. This wouldn't fucking happen. Constantly, I the other movie where uh, like Ryan Reynolds is involved in like swapping brains with an old dude, <laughs> selfless, is more uh-huh. plausible than this to me. Oh. Events wise, well, events wise, I could say okay, fair enough. <laughs> About to say the other way, are you fucking kidding me? That was like that guy was heart and soul him in Ryan Reynolds' body in that movie. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It's look. It's it's not like I said. It's not a terrible movie. But if you go in just going like I'm watching an '80s flick that was produced yesterday, um, and just accept it for its absurd, stupid stuff, its fucking stupid plot holes, its dumb just relationships from character to character. Uh, if you just throw I, that garbage away and don't treat it like a real movie, I guess. It, it did make me want to watch more shit where Kevin Costner is an old grizzled badass, though. Yeah, man. It's just like I, I keep saying. I really, just... I really like that guy, man. Yeah. Uh, he got a shit rap kind of in the late 90s because, uh, he, you know, he made uh, The Postman largely. Well, uh, I mean, I, first, I think... first Waterworld was really his first downfall. Yeah, yeah, but people like that movie. No, they like, don't. Like, yeah, they fucking do. Are well, you kidding in, me? in retrospect, they do. Yeah, well, at the time, at the time uh, didn't still, nobody at the time like that it shit. still made a fucking lot of money, which is which is why he got to make the Postman. Yeah, which but, was what what eight seven out eight hours something like that. <laughs> or is that just what it, it wasn't like? that long? But it was fucking terrible, like? <laughs> right? So he had this like weird weird time where it was like nobody would let him make any fucking thing except for like uh, 
like weird sort of sports movies, right? Uh, he was in that like boxing one, uh, like had a cameo and play it to the bone. Uh, and then he was in like a couple of, uh, baseball movies. Um, and then kind of, uh, he starts to get a little more work as the two thousands goes on, right? 3000 miles to Graceland. Fucking love that movie. It's absurd. If you want to watch an eighties movie, Watch 3,000 Miles to Graceland, and you'll just be like, yeah, that's fucking... That's the one where they all, like, Elvis. Elvis and Elvis are in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, god Uh, damn, they fucking... They played the shit out of those trailers back in the day. They really uh, wanted us to watch that fucking movie. I never did, but boy, did they want us to watch it, didn't they? You know, this is... uh, It's that, uh, like, uh, casino robbery movie where everybody's Elvis. Kurt Russell, Kevin Costner, Christian Slater. Uh, I think... I think fucking David Arquette was one of them um anyway <laughs> so but he i don't know man like i really do fucking he... like uh kevin costner and uh so uh, a couple years back he was in that movie uh that um luke basson produced three days to kill did you ever see that back in like 2013 mm, or 14 no. or whatever the fuck no can't say that i did no uh yeah. that one is uh is a fucking good performance man hmm. um yeah, it's like a... These old CIA dogs, man, they ain't lost it. They just got to, you know. Thing. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, he's fucking great. I do want to see more from Kevin Costner. I've always liked that guy. I don't give a fuck. People are fucking absurd. Yeah, if, it feels like this could just use, like, like a once-over from, from, like, every aspect. This from, need, You know what this needs is, like, a like a story polish. Yeah, just need, like, like, one more rewrite here real quick, and then, you know, just kind of... And then exercise some of the maybe not so hottest stuff that's in, you know, the current build and then, you know, fill it in as needed. Yeah, I would have gotten rid of, uh, I think part of what gives away like the plausibility part is um, I would have jettisoned all of the family storyline. Like like him becoming friends and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, maybe he shows up to save them, right? But I would have jettisoned all that shit. I would have gotten rid of the, uh, like, no, maybe Ryan Reynolds' memories are going to stick around and change his personality. I would have gotten rid of that shit. Yeah. I would have just gotten rid of that huge chunk of shit, and I feel like it would have been a significant amount better. And I think you could take some of those elements and even crank them up higher, and it might even still be better both ways, actually. Yeah, also, I agree with also both ways. possible, I think. But, uh, you know, like, if you want to talk about some things to do. I mean, this movie is almost two hours. I, like that would trim like a good 20 minutes out of it. Mm. Just make it a solid 92 minutes or something. And I think you've got a really good movie. You heard it. Do it. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do do it. Hollywood to this thing. That's already come out that you paid for. Already. You know, you, you know how things work. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea about. So I'm gonna either. I'm gonna say like this was an all right time, but uh, I did enjoy both of the other movies this week uh, more. Fair I enough. I would recommend Barbershop Next Cut over this. Mm, nah, I wouldn't agree with that. But fair enough. I can I could see I could see how you could. I'm gonna go fight you on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to? No. Anyways, yeah. that's it. Show's over, kids. Lock it up. Uh, so, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? What are we doing next week? 
Did your Skype cut off? No, I'm right here. Okay, what are we is. doing this week? Uh, movie ones? I forget. I didn't even look at the thing. I'm not even uh, thinking about it. Holy, holy shit! Let me. Look. I'm waiting for a fucking Robin rating. Uh, I know that or, fucking <laughs> Snow White or the the Huntsman Winter's mm-hmm. War comes out, not Snow White and the Huntsman. Uh, we're doing bollocks, that. that means I got to watch that first one. Not that I don't want to watch it, but you know, fair enough. I like, and uh, there's a small following for that thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this one wouldn't have got made if, it, if they didn't think that. So, uh, so Huntsman Winter's War. Uh, uh, are you getting holidays up there? Uh, this is the anthology movie. I like a bunch of directors contributed some stuff. We're getting it here. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's like uh, a bunch of uh, like basically kind of uh, horror horror movies made like small horror short films made about all of the different holidays. Okay. Kevin Smith did one. I know for Halloween. Oh, so let's let's talk about um, uh, you know the the I think our big review next week, Elvis and Nixon, everybody. Well, that's if it if it actually comes out. Uh, no, it's I, it's coming I know out we're here. Getting it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, at a then, couple yeah, theaters, Elvis at a Nixon. couple, at a couple. I think it's I think it's opening wide wide. I think I just saw it the fucking. Yeah, uh, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming out here several places. Oh, so yeah, yeah it's mean, going like, wide. It's, it's at the it's at the AMC twenty two here. So that's crazy because right? uh, that movie just had trailers come out. Yeah, it did. That was a that was a super quick one, and you know, and maybe some other stuff. I don't know. Uh, everybody wants some just opened up here, so yeah, same here. So probably that. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be an interesting uh, conversation. There's some other stuff. We'll choose out, from those uh, things, and then we'll report to you on them next we'll week. Report to you on the next week. Thank you. Gonna, the next week we're going to do these things. All and maybe of them? you've seen them, or maybe you want to see them, or maybe you want us to not, or maybe it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> I don't. Know I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just kind of... I don't. Anyways, uh, Matt, where can we find... Oh, and Miles Ahead is coming out here. Is it coming out there? Miles Ahead. Which one's that again? Miles Davis movie. Don't you? Oh, I don't know if it is, but I do want to watch it. Well, in any case, uh, that's what else. Uh, You can find me on the Twitters at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Follow me there. Or don't. Uh, Maybe I'm tweeting something that pisses you off. I don't know. It's your... Prerogative. Twitter, do what Twitter you want to do. Twitter is all about Brown. me. I don't give a fuck what you guys want. I mean, I do. I like interacting with you, but like, <laughs> but you go to hell. <laughs> but, you know, if you don't like something, don't respond with like trying to start an argument because I don't play that shit. I just block people, and, I, and it's no offense to you, but I just like I don't have time for that shit on Twitter. <laughs> Ain't got no time for that. Ain't nobody I got time for that. Man. And respond to my friends and talk about movies to people who want to talk about it. Yep. Thefilmfind.com. Go review us on iTunes. That'd be sweet. Hear Movie Podcast. Hear Movie Podcast.com. You kids know how it all works. Uh, so that is it. Until next week, we do all, all of those movies and much, much more. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Porges. Take it easy, brother. Baby, you got to breathe. Take a lot more than you to get rid of me. You see, I do what they can't do. I just do me. Ain't no stress when it comes to stage. Get what you see. Meet me in the lab, pen and pad. Don't believe. Sixteen's mine. Create my own lines. Love for my wordplay. That's hard to find. Sophomore, I ain't scared. One of a kind. All I do is contemplate ways to make your fans mine. Eyes bloodshot, stress and chills up your spine. Sick to your stomach, wishing I wrote your rhyme. Yeah, I had to.
down, blast this sets while I mash out. Yeah, nigga, mash out. D-R-E. Backtrack, think back. E-V-E. Do you like that? Yeah, you got to. I know you. Had you in the transfer slants from the flow, too. Don't believe I'll show you. Take you with me. Turn you on, tension gone, give you relief. Put your trust in the bone when they listen to me. Damn, she much thinner, no, now I'm complete. Uh huh, still styling on. Brick house, pile it on. Ride or die, bitch, double R, can't strong. Beware, cause I crush anything I land on. Me here ain't no mistake, nigga, it was planned on. Yeah, I had to give you I tell you what, man, that yep. video is still good. <laughs> that song is still good. Those women still got both of them still look the fucking same. Mm-hmm. He was uh, certainly and honestly, of all the kind of like star people in Barbershop, she was probably the best actor. Yeah, she's, she's she was, good, she, man. she like killed you. common. She killed common. She killed Q by a fucking mile and a half. Sometimes common would have some stuff that was peeking out going, "Ooh, there's something there. And then it would just be fucking gone, man. I was just like, I get hope for him, and then I'm just like, oh, no, when it's gone. I, I, I want everybody to be good. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like, you're, 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 you're holding on for it. And, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say she got on my nerves. She was less nerving than I thought she would be with Nicki Minaj. I thought she would get on my nerves a little bit more. She's not terrible. She's a Muppet, but she's not terrible. <laughs> You know, she is. Look at her. She's a goddamn Muppet, man. She's Janice if there ever was one. Oh, my God. Hey, man. has <laughs> got the kind of like the head going back and forth a little bit. Very puppet-esque. I'll, I'll, you know. I, that's a compliment. Who doesn't fucking love the Muppets? I do. I, uh, yeah, who doesn't love the Muppets? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a thing. <laughs> or at least, I don't know, the perception I had when I was watching it, just going like, she looks like a little puppet. She is. She's a little puppet. She's a little puppet. I just you seen that video where they uh where they slow her rapping down and it sounds just like Jay Z. It's kind of frightening. That's weird. She goes because no, she'll go she'll, she'll start going really fast and then they just like they pitch it down and slow it down and touches is like holy shit you'd have fucking sworn that was Jay Z. It's kind of scary. Uh, look it up on YouTube, kids. I'll look it up. All right, that's it for the show. All right, later's peace, fuckers.